What a Day is brought to you by Ulta Beauty. This AAPI Heritage Month, Ulta Beauty is celebrating the joy of belonging, belonging to a community composed of intricate connections, belonging to our past and our future, to the heritage and birthright that is beauty. Ulta Beauty shines a light on the AAPI community, passing the mic to brand founders and creators to tell their stories centered on heritage, joy, and beauty. They carry AAPI-owned and founded brands like Live Tinted, Peach and Lily, Glamnetic, Tree Hut, and more. Shop AAPI-owned and founded brands at Ulta Beauty Stores and Ulta.com. It's Friday, May 15th. I'm Akila Hughes. And I'm Gideon Resnick, and this is What a Day, where we're still finding ways to make Fridays more casual. Yeah, I'm eating in bed, and I'm not even using a plate. Like, my chest is the plate. <laughs> I'm just laying down. I repurpose my feet as spoons. On today's show, the FBI seizes a Republican senator's phone as part of an investigation, then some headlines. But in news, today, the Democratic-controlled House is set to vote on a $3 trillion coronavirus relief package that Republicans in the White House have said is dead on arrival. And also, the House will vote on rules to allow for remote voting, as many members are either at home or finding it difficult to actually get a flight back to D.C., Right. So the initial plan is to allow for proxy voting. So members of Congress could vote on behalf of up to 10 members who aren't there. It's a nice buddy system, I guess. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's one of the bigger changes to the rules of the House in decades. And it would also allow for remote hearings, depositions and more so we can get accustomed to technology barriers for some of these older members and perhaps more zany Zoom mishaps. Oh, goodness, the backgrounds. All right, well, (laughs) back to the relief bill. As we said, it's expected to pass in the House and then totally stall out. Democrats are still feeling urgency about the current economic situation. Makes sense to me. Uh, But Republicans are obviously more wait and see, which is insane because the data just keeps showing over and over again just how bad this is. I mean, case in point, another almost 3 million people filed for unemployment benefits last week, bringing the total to a staggering 36 million people out of work in just the last two months. Yeah, there really aren't words to overstate it. Um, But drilling down a little bit more, the U.S. Chamber of Commerce found that in 11 states, more than a quarter of people who had jobs as of February are now unemployed. Uh, Some have gone back to work without actually getting benefits when they were out of work even. And as we mentioned before, households that are at the bottom of the income ladder have been hit the hardest. And even in the various states doing some reopenings right now, there have been anecdotal concerns about workers who might be coming back to their jobs, facing fewer hours and lower paychecks at those establishments. This is part of the reason why House progressives were mad this week when a paycheck guarantee program was excluded from the massive bill that Democrats are voting on today. Progressives were also saying recurring monthly payments needed to be included instead of just another one-time $1,200 offering. And they've also wondered why a bill that is supposed to largely function as a purely messaging device, if it's not actually going to pass, has so many compromises in it already. But quickly on the paycheck program. It's a proposal that's written by Congresswoman Pramila Jayapal. It would cover salaries and benefits for those making up to 90000 for as much as six months and give grants to businesses to cover their operating costs. The thinking goes that the coverage from the government would allow for those workers to be rehired by these businesses that are currently hurting. This comes as other governments globally have done much more to pay workers' wages, and even some Republicans in the U.S. have introduced similar ideas. 
Wow. Well, on the topic of Senate Republicans, there was a pretty significant development concerning Richard Burr, the Republican senator from North Carolina who sold hundreds of thousands of dollars worth of stock right before the market collapsed as a result of the coronavirus pandemic. Gideon, what exactly happened there? So late Wednesday night, FBI agents reportedly showed up to Burr's home in D.C., served a search warrant and took his cell phone, which is not a great situation (laughs) and not a great Wednesday night for anybody. And yesterday, he stepped down as the chairman of the Senate Intelligence Committee, and he's denied that he did anything wrong, but he said his reasoning was that the whole investigation would be a distraction from their work. Now, as a refresher, Burr sold a big chunk of his stocks in 33 transactions in mid-February. And it just so happened that at the same time, he was getting briefings about the coronavirus that the country writ large wasn't privy to. We are not on the Senate Intelligence Committee. And Mm -hmm. the sell-off of those stocks happened about a week before the stock market started to tank as a result Mm -hmm. of the coronavirus. So this sell-off, anywhere between $600,000 to $1.7 million, was mostly invested in companies that were severely impacted by the pandemic. Additionally, in late February... Burr told a small group of constituents at a private luncheon that things were looking pretty bad in the United States as it related to COVID-19. But at that same time, there were only 15 confirmed cases, and he hadn't issued as strong a warning about it in public. Hmm. Yeah, it doesn't look good for him, you know? I mean, actual repercussions for actions, it's rare, but it does feel good. (laughs) Yeah, I, I mean... The fact that the phone was taken and that reportedly there was another warrant served to Apple to get access to his iCloud account makes it look like Burr is in some serious trouble. And according to the New York Times, taking such actions against a sitting senator would have had to have been approved by Attorney General William Barr. So clearly they're taking it seriously. Mm -hmm. Uh, Back to Richard Burr, though. He has claimed that he was making these choices, these selling of stocks, based on publicly reported information about the financial situation in Asia. Sure. But the big legal issue here would be if the investigation showed that he made the decisions based on the private info he was receiving as a member of Congress at those hearings. Oh, and Burr is not alone in doing this either. Reportedly, investigators have been looking at trades done by senators around the same time, including Republicans James Inhofe and the perhaps infamous version Kelly Loeffler and Democrat Dianne Feinstein, who said that she was asked about transactions that were made by her husband and claims that she has no involvement. Oof. So this story is clearly not over, and we're going to keep following these developments as we get them. Yeah, but now let's talk about the rest of the country. So on yesterday's show, we spoke about the conservative majority Wisconsin Supreme Court deciding to end the Democratic governor's stay-at-home order in that state. Akilah, we're seeing the same kind of Republican rebellion against stay-at-home orders popping up elsewhere. Yeah, it's really madness. I mean, bars in Wisconsin were reportedly packed immediately after the court made the decision, which... I am not looking forward to those numbers. Uh, But, you know, Republicans are really just telling people to take their chances. In Pennsylvania, the Democratic governor is fighting with several Republican-led counties who want to ignore his stay-at-home orders and start reopening up today. Uh, He didn't mince words, though, this governor. He used a military metaphor accusing Republicans of desertion in the war against the pandemic. He even used the word cowardly. So, you know, he's not he's not kidding. It's It's a real mess. Similarly, in Texas, tensions between the state house and local governments have been rising. It's the opposite dynamic there, though. So several cities in the state are trying to impose restrictions, and the Republican attorney general is telling them that they could face lawsuits if they don't just loosen up. And in New York... 
the nursing home lobby has won legal provisions to protect them from allegations of neglect from families who would otherwise sue over the death of their relatives. More than 5,300 of the coronavirus fatalities in New York happened in nursing homes. The new provision appears on page 347 of the latest budget bill passed by Governor Cuomo, and many lawmakers just hadn't read that far when they chose to pass it. There are several other states that have also passed legal protections for nursing facilities during this time. We're still getting data on this, but according to an analysis from The New York Times, a third of all COVID-19 deaths in the U.S. are among nursing home residents and workers. Yeah, it's a really scary and shameful situation. Before we go, though, anything else to touch on around the world? Yeah, so there's a ton, but I'm going to keep it to just one. It's an update on vaccines, which are still in development, but already causing international tensions. The CEO of the French pharmaceutical company Sanofi said yesterday that the U.S. would get first dibs on any vaccine the company developed. That's because the U.S. government has been funding the company's research. People in France were, to put it mildly, Trey pissed. Um, And then a few hours later, the CEO walked back those comments to say that the potential vaccine would be made available in all countries. So good. That's the latest. Happy Friday, Wad Squad. It's the end of another week and time for one last check-in. We've been keeping track of all the new quarantine content and we have a new submission. It's the Not Too Late Show with Elmo. It's a new HBO talk show hosted by Elmo from Sesame Street. Like, what other Elmo do you know? But Giddy, <laughs> what do we think? We're used to getting Elmo in small doses. Do you think he can carry his own talk show? Look, I mean, he's a talented guy. Um, I think it's good that he's... <laughs> being given a shot at this opportunity (laughs) i think you know oscar might be a bit of a tougher interviewer but elmo has his own je ne sais quoi i think he's i think he's gonna carry it yeah i mean i think that those are good points like he is a little bit more softball than one would want but it is late night right you can't go in with the hard-hitting stuff that late at night and he is an entertainer so i'm sure the games will be on point that's that's how they make their money now i think Yes. And he, you know, he's he's interesting to look at, too. Like, we don't always see late night hosts that are entirely red. You know, that's like yeah. a cool innovation. Um, I appreciate yeah. that. Do you, I mean, yeah. are you going to give him a shot? Or are you going to you're going to watch the show? I mean, so I'm going to obviously give it a shot. I'm curious. So I'm going to watch it for that reason. Maybe not because of like a fan stance. Like I love the Muppets and I love everybody on Sesame Street. But I babysat a lot in the early aughts. And you know, on a lot of those tapes, Elmo is half the show and it's not necessarily good. Like his voice is a little grating. <laughs> I think that he gets like a little too focused on one task and a whole show can't be carried by like helping Telly find his trombone. So like, I'm just saying, I think he's going to have to really step up into the role. You know, they should follow the Watt example and have two hosts. So, you know, he gets a little bit of relief. There's somebody that can bounce off of him a little bit. Just That's saying. right. Yeah, I think maybe the count. He seems like he can drive the hard line. That's a level-headed fellow who knows his numbers. You know, it seems good. That's exactly right. And guess what? Just like that, we've checked our temperatures. We are wishing Elmo good luck on his show's launch later this month. And we're wishing you a peaceful weekend.
Well, today is brought to you by Books. This Mother's Day, give mom her flowers. She absolutely deserves the best. And that's why you should send her farm fresh flowers from Books. That's short for bouquets. Books has modern designs and unique flowers you can't find anywhere else. And with 20% off, you can send some to mom, your wife, your auntie, even your granny, okay? Anyone who deserves flowers in your life. Mm -hmm. It doesn't have to be holiday specific. You get flowers, you're getting flowers, <laughs> everyone's getting flowers. <laughs> Go to books.com and use promo code WAD for 25% off. That is B-O-U-Q-S.com, promo code WAD, books, promo code WAD. What a Day is brought to you by Fast Growing Trees. Fast Growing Trees is the biggest online nursery in the U.S. with more than 10,000 different kinds of plants and over 2 million happy customers. They have everything you could possibly want, like fruit trees, palm trees, evergreens, houseplants, and so much more. Plus, Fast Growing Trees makes it easy to order online, and your plants are shipped directly to your door in one to two days. And along with their 30-day Alive and Thrive guarantee, they offer free plant consultation forever. We love Fast Growing Trees here. I keep telling you that the many plants that I've gotten from these folks are yet hanging on. Um, and that's not because I have a green thumb, Okay. This spring, fast-growing trees, they have the best deals online, up to half off on select plants and other deals. And listeners to our show get an additional 15% off their first purchase when using the code WAD at checkout. That's an additional 15% off at fastgrowingtrees.com using the code WAD at checkout. Fastgrowingtrees.com, code WAD. Offer is valid for a limited time. Terms and conditions may apply. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to work through whatever's weighing you down. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online and designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Therapy is great for, you know, you know that thing that just is like sitting on your shoulder, you can't get over it, and you just sometimes need somebody to talk through it with? Therapy can be helpful for that, you all, okay? You got to get it off your chest, you know? And you can do that with BetterHelp. So visit BetterHelp.com slash WAD today to get 10% off your first month. That's 10% off your first month at BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash WAD. Let's wrap up with some headlines. Headlines. We've got a special guest joining us today, Bridger Weiniger. He's a writer and an actor known for Jimmy Kimmel Live, Corporate, and the unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. Thank you so much for doing the show. Thank you for having me. I'm so thrilled to be here. I just used technology to swoop in, and here I am, easy as can be. <laughs> Yes, we had a whole amazing debacle with the microphones. We loved it. We learned something. We're closer than ever. I'm going to join the Geek Squad and get going. <laughs> <laughs> See, a new ambition was formed. All right, well, let's get into the headlines. All right. IKEA France and some of its former executives are going to trial on charges of spying on their staff and customers. Good reminder for 23-year-olds who furnish their apartments in a single afternoon. It is time to check your lack coffee tables for microphones, all right? IKEA's trouble started when one store was accused of paying for access to police records, court records, and bank details of employees involved in unions and clients it had disputes with. 
Doesn't sound cool. Um, <laughs> prosecutors say that in some cases, that information was used to dismiss staff members. 15 people, including police officials and two former IKEA France CEOs, are facing charges. I'm disappointed in IKEA. Look, I, <laughs> that's all I'm I can disappointed. say about this. I mean, it it's feel, just not I right. feel like they, you know, it does seem like a, a security state there. So people shouldn't be shocked. <laughs> it tracks for sure. That's right. Uh, well, McDonald's, another beautiful corporation, has sent U.S. franchises a 59-page guide to reopening their dining rooms. And like that, my summer reading list is finally complete. The guide requires <laughs> each McDonald's to clean their bathrooms every half hour. A slight change from wow. only cleaning them when a customer destroys a toilet. <laughs> <laughs> Employees now have to operate soda fountains that used to be self-service. That means you're going to have to use persuasion and high-level mentalism if you want to sneak some Sprite into your cup. And if you want to steal Coke, you're going to have to take it by force. McDonald's, <laughs> uh, they've got 14,000 U.S. locations, and their dining rooms will reopen gradually once local authorities give the go-ahead. It's now just a matter of time before you can eat somewhere sadder than your kitchen table. <laughs> <laughs> Dark and true. I'm excited to bribe every local McDonald's guy to give me Mr. Pib on demand. <laughs> oh, you know, I'm fully willing to pay half price for the, you know, soda in a small, clear plastic cup. If <laughs> <laughs> That's how Damn. it's got to be. Uh, talking is officially canceled. A new study <laughs> shows that normal speech can emit potentially virus-containing respiratory droplets that stay in the air for at least eight minutes, mm. a.k.a. the length of one quibby. This so-called toxic ghost spit, which is a technical term that is exclusive to WAD, yeah. isn't created by breathing, just talking. This feels like uh, terrible news for Slimer. <laughs> I feel like... He's done. He is finally done. <laughs> Defeated at long last. So initiating small talk in an elevator is like a declaration of war now, especially for Slimer. Talking loud is even worse, creating about a thousand droplets in one minute. I would not even want to dare ask about beatboxing. <laughs> People should stop beatboxing anyway. Truly. It's not 1999 true. anymore. I, I do want to ask is what is going to last longer, COVID or Quibi as a, a corporation? <laughs> <laughs> I'm genuinely curious. <laughs> I mean, it's a that's race the only one to the grave. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, God. Uh, well, look. You know, I love sports, so let's talk sports. When South America's biggest soccer, uh, when their biggest soccer leagues resume play, they're not going to allow players to kiss the ball as if there was any other reason to watch. <laughs> These people are not going to stop until they've completely removed the six. Uh, <laughs> the governing body of South American soccer released a set of new regulations on Wednesday, and apart from banning that uh, special expression of love between man and equipment, players will not be allowed to spit below their noses on the field or exchange jerseys. That's something players traditionally do at the end of the game. Can they kiss their jerseys? God only knows. I'm going to need a <laughs> list of all the things in the soccer game that players can kiss and can't kiss, including the grass. Otherwise, I'm never going to watch soccer again. South America's soccer body has distributed $79 million to national leagues that have been put out by the pandemic, and they just announced plans to distribute $14 million more. Wow. wow. All this, and we don't get any kissing. <laughs> 
It's a good point. For oh. that much money, they could at least throw in a kiss. Oh, please. Yeah, a light smooch, if you will. <laughs> All right, well, a lawsuit accusing President Trump of illegally profiting from his Washington hotel is set to move forward. The charges, which were brought by the state of Maryland and D.C., claim that Trump violated the Constitution by accepting money from foreign governments through his hotel. He refuses to shed any of his holdings to this day, and even hired a director of diplomatic sales whose job is to promote the Trump organization to foreign states, which it seems like a red flag. I don't know. <laughs> this is the one person who deserved to be furloughed. Conservative judges dismissed the case last July, but a federal appeals court in Virginia revived it in a new ruling yesterday. Trump's lawyers are now planning to go to the Supreme Court to overturn yesterday's decision. All right, well, I guess it's just a thing you can do. Uh, one of his attorneys texted Politico, quote, this case is another example of presidential harassment. Uh. <laughs> All right. I feel bad for Trump and his huge, ugly buildings. Oh, it's just a <laughs> whirlwind of hotels and lawsuits with this person. It's... <laughs> <laughs> to be sued once in my life, that would ruin everything. This is somebody who is just living in a tornado. It's crazy. <laughs> it's just a Friday for him. <laughs> just suit after suit. Oh, good Lord. Oh, All them good. ill-fitting also. True. Uh, oh, oh, thank you. Oh, yeah. Gideon. Thank you. It needed to be said. You are, you are very welcome. Ed Bridger, thank you so much for reading oh. with us. Uh before you go and you know kiss a soccer field, is there anything <laughs> else that you want to plug while you're here that our listeners can go find you at? Uh, yeah, of course, sure. Uh, I host a podcast. It's called I Said No Gifts. Uh, every Thursday, <laughs> I have a guest on. They disobey me. They bring a gift. And then we end up having to talk about whatever they've wrapped up for me. So that's something you can listen to if you don't hate the sound of my voice. Uh, you know, I'm on Twitter, Bridger W. Uh, I'm on the internet like every other human being you guys great i'm so sorry that i nearly let technology get in the way of me being here it would have ruined everyone's evening oh, we are closer than ever okay this strengthened our bond and those are the headlines Before we go, a quick announcement. Our colleague Anna Marie Cox is back with a new season of her podcast with friends like these. This season is all about converts. She's looking into how our brains function when we change our mind and what converts themselves have to say about their experience. Intriguing. Listen and subscribe to With Friends Like These wherever you get your podcasts. That's all for today. If you like the show, make sure you subscribe, leave a review, trade us a sterile jersey, and tell your friends to listen. And if you're into reading, and not just 59 pages of McDonald's rules like me, What a Day is also a nightly newsletter. Check it out and subscribe at crooked.com slash subscribe. I'm Akila Hughes. I'm Gideon Resnick. And, and please, please don't, don't spy, spy on, on me, on French, me Ikea. French Ikea. Don't do it. It's enough already. Sacre bleu, French Ikea. <laughs> May we. <laughs> you said it. Nerd. <laughs> What a Day is a product of Crooked Media. It's recorded and mixed by Charlotte Landis. Sonia Tun is our assistant producer. Our head writer is John Milstein, and our senior producer is Katie Long. Our theme music is by Colin Gilliard and Kashaka.
As a chef and a restaurant owner, I'm as meticulous about my cookware as I am about my ingredients. That's why I love Made In Cookware. Each pan they make isn't just designed to perform, it's crafted to last. As a mom, I love that I can trust Made In. It's made from the world's finest materials, so I can feel good about what I'm feeding my family. I'm Chef Brooke Williamson, and I use Made In Cookware. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil.